1: Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join
0: us. Spark of Rebellion.
1: What is going on? Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the Star Wars podcast coming to you from a galaxy far, far away. And for the first time ever, I'm sat here in the podcasting studio watching Gary Airdrum this Theme song. How's it going, uh, Tico? All right. Are oh, you slapping the bass as well?
0: <laughs> Ooh, traditional grip, mate. Don't have to mess around with the old, uh, you know, traditional.
1: Oh, you're going, uh, you're going jazz on us? Maybe, hmm. maybe. Wow, no, you're in the studio. This is freaky. It's like, it's like we've been Tinder dating for such a long
0: time, and now we're in person. It's like, hello. Yeah. Although we did have to find each other again. I did swipe in the other direction to begin with. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's not very nice. But we're back on track now. Are we?
1: That's how George Lucas felt about the prequels. He was like, I don't even know which way you swipe on Tinder, but assume, is it swipe right to get rid of someone? I wouldn't know. Now, let's, I let's know. say right. Allegedly. Well,. Allegedly. My dad says it's right, (laughs) all right? (laughs) Right, we are in the studio together, socially distanced, for the first time ever. One of the benefits of working together is that we can now share the studio. So this is pretty badass, dudes. Um, uh, Yeah, this is is pretty cool. What's happening in Star Wars this week before we get to the main stuff, before we get to the Obi-Wan news, before we get to the casting rumours? What's been going on in your Star Wars life this week, my man? Nothing.
0: Good. This has been brilliant. Thank you very much for joining (laughs) us, everyone. I've been slack with the old Star Wars stuff, dude. haven't even played any decent Star Wars games for a while. I went through a phase of picking um, Battlefront 2 back up, smashing mm-hmm. a few games on that, but that's dried up a little bit now. What's
1: that's the deal with that? Is that like, what do you do? Do you just go on like smash the multiplayer out? What's the switch?
0: Yeah, it's multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it had a bit of a resurgence where, is that a word? Resurgence? It is, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. Something like that. So they made it free on Steam. So all the PC players were like, this is amazing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Crash a servers that to bring more servers online. It was awesome. But then, yeah, it just got a bit samey again. So I haven't mm-hmm. even played that for a while. And That's as we said, sucky. you know, a week or two ago, I was going to do Jedi Fallen Order again. But every time I think about doing it, I'm like, mm, I've got this other game over here I want to play. So...
1: It's time as well if you've played it. If you've played it a couple of times, you're like, "What? I kind of know this. there's not that much to discover. It's just the pleasure of playing it, which I totally get. But you may as well put that into a another game you've not touched, get the same value from it. But like The Sims, look The
0: Sims Four. Oh, uh, is that what are oh, going with there? All right, go on, tell them, tell it, go on, tell <laughs> them. So I was playing. Uh, what was I playing the other night? Night before last, I think I was playing Sims Four, the Division Two, actually. Oh, so that's go. a game I have put some time into. Sure. Uh, The old Del Marco pops up. Del oh, got 66. Mark's online. wonder what he's going to play. A bit of cod. No. I don't know. Some Apex Legends. No. It's The Sims, isn't it? The Sims 4. Oh, here we go. I wasn't playing it with Sam. I've told you. Of course. <laughs> I've told
1: you. Well, anyway, she's going to buy a cat and dog pack for The Sims. That's what she told me last night. 15 quid, apparently. I think you can get some Star Wars stuff for The Sims, you know? Yeah, she said that, actually. It was on the internet. There you go. Easy, innit? Join in. Join in. I don't want to get in on The Sims. So I'll go like, I'll play, I'll be playing someone else, and I'll come downstairs, like, what are you playing? She said, Sims. like, oh, what's going on in The Sims? (laughs) My Sim. She's going to work.
0: Like, what is is this game? I don't understand it. Anyway, it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I've done very little, dude, in the world of Star Wars. I'm waiting to finish up a couple of books, and then... And then I'm on to uh, on. To, I didn't read Steve Jobs' uh, biography when it when he first when he first passed away. I missed it, so I'm reading that. Oh, the Walt Isaacson one. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. That one, dude. Yeah,
0: so I'm reading that at the moment. When I'm done with that, I'm going to jump into another Star Wars book. I don't know what yet, but yeah. What about you? you anything Star Wars-y?
1: Yeah, just into the dark stuff, man. Again, I'm like halfway through this now, and I don't want to bash Claudia Gray because I really, really like her, but it's hard going, dude.
0: Well, you what? You weren't that complimentary, were you, last week about... No, last week I said it was shite. Yeah. Now, it's <laughs> not shite. To come back from.
1: It, it is, but <laughs> hear me out on this one. It's just very character-driven, which is badass. Like, I like that. I like the fact that it's character-driven. But I'm halfway in and not that much has happened. And now it's going to... It'll probably pick up. That's all I'm going to... Like, Claudia Gray is really good at the character-driven stuff. The problem is, it's like I said last week, man. The circumstances are new. The locales are new. Their characters are new. The approach, like everything, is new, which is not a bad thing. It's just that it takes some getting used to with Star Wars. Like at least, like I said last week, at least with the other one, what was it called, Light of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. At least it's like, welcome to Star Wars, new stuff. Hyperspace is screwed. There's a disaster. This one, it's like, ah, yeah. Don't really want to go to that space station. I'm an angsty teenager, so I, I don't know. I'll get there, but that's what I've been doing this week. That's all I've been doing. I'm gonna try and finish it for next week. Probably won't have. But
0: why the move? <laughs> why move from the big disaster plot? To why? Just- the- <laughs> yeah, I should talk about some Jedi. Oh, done that a bit.
1: Keep I'm up the dueling. <laughs> <in. laughs> oh my word! welcome to the office podcast, everyone. Right, listen up. That's what I've been doing. I'm gonna. If we get through it. Next week, I'll give you, like, my one-line review, which will be very long. You know, I never do one-line anything. Um, And also tell us what the... Star Wars pack is like on The Sims. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? Well, well. we'll see. We'll see. Before we get to the news, which is not that Sims has Star Wars packs, just remember that if you want to chat Star Wars, you can have a little banter with us over on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the It Just search for Spark Rebellion in your social media app of choice, and we will be there to back and forth with you, tete a tete, if you will. And also, if you would like some merch, Gaz has now got some stickers in his pocket Uh, from from Tort Studio, if you would like some. Working on some new ones as well. Working some new ones, eh? Mm. All right. Mm. Keep up doodling. (laughs) If you want one of the new ones when they come out as well, that's pretty badass. It's going to look pretty sweet. So you can get all of this exclusive stuff. You can join the crew. You can just support the team here at Spark Rebellion. Help us to put out just weekly content by heading over to patreon.com slash Spark Rebellion. You can choose to support the show from anything from a book upwards and every little help. So we really, really appreciate it. And big props to all of our current patrons out there as well. Now, our favourite of maestro, Toby Won Kenobi. You remember him? He's from all the big films. He's from uh, A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, shows up in Return of the Jedi, those three others... You know, the other ones didn't make an appearance in the sequel trilogy. But apparently, you know, we've got this, uh, this here, uh, Andor series that's coming around. It's set in the age of the resistance, not resistance. That's the later stuff, isn't it? Uh, when the rebellion is just forming and, uh, this espionage kind of spy thriller, apparently, well, apparently according to Illuminati. yeah, dot com. Nice name. It is, isn't it? Actually. Hmm. Well, the Illuminati is, is reporting that Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to appear in Andor, but not only as a cameo, but as a sizable role, a recurring character in Andor. So just to add a little bit of context on this one, this, I assume, will take place a little bit later than the Kenobi series. You Maybe. Because, what's that, five years after the fall of the Jedi, after Revenge of the Sith, or is it ten years, five or ten years? You know, is it going to take place around the same time? Is it going to be a little bit later?
0: Either way, like this is weird news. It's great news, but it's weird. It's really weird. Isn't it? It's like the last character that you would expect for them to announce. Hold He's on. almost too big for it. Uh, yeah, it's not been announced though, right? This is just one of those. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So th- I'll read the front line from... Uh, this is from Illuminerdi. It's safe to say that almost every single Star Wars fan is waiting for ba- um, with better breath for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming to Disney Plus. Well, listen up. The Illuminerdi has some exclusive news about where else Lucasfilm will be using Ewan McGregor in its future projects. We can exclusively report, report, not conjecture, report that Obi-Wan Kenobi will have a recurring role
0: in Andor. That's mm. it. That's what the report is. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the last, the last thing that you would expect. Because I would have thought a show like Andor is a, is a little bit like The Mandalorian, where not too much is known about him. So you want him to stand on his own two feet, right? You want him to be like, establish his own show via his own adventures and all that jazz. When you add someone like, I don't know, could it work? But I suppose it could. You have to be really careful with that though, man. Because otherwise that's going to turn into the Obi-Wan show. Well, it's version. like you said, it's too big. It's because yeah. it's
1: like Luke turning up in Force Awakens. It's the whole reason that he wasn't there, wasn't it? Yeah. You know? It also makes you wonder, like, is this not necessarily fan service, but probably kind of fan service, uh, with regards to the little throw, not a throwaway, but the Easter egg fan service line in Rogue One. You know, go and get my old Jedi friend. You know, Leia was on her way to Tatooine to go and get uh, big old Obi-Wan when she was, you know, she was diverted to get the Death Star plans. Mm. You know, is that, it feels a little bit like, oh, people really liked that. Let's, let's show how they work together. But then Ahsoka's around as well. She's like fulcrum at this point as well, according to the books. And, you know, this is like a precursor to Rebels. So you've like got all these weird big pieces in play that could overshadow, like you said, overshadow the Andor series.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's the last thing you want because from a production longevity point of view, you want Andor to do really well. So mm. then you've got season two, season three, you want people coming back to watch it. But then you don't, it feels like if they're going to do big characters like that in season one, that's going to be like, well, we've done everything. We've told like the big character stories yeah, already. Yeah. Where do we go in season two? Well, they've got to add some strife,
1: haven't they? And if the, if, if Obi Wan is not, you know, if he's not the one that's the central point of the show, like he theoretically would be the one that could step in and sort everything. Like it's that question, is it? Like, okay, what can what can solve this problem? We need a Jedi. Like that's always going to help. There will be no scenario in which that doesn't help, apart from having ten Inquisitors chasing his ass. So it's sort of this. It just it's just like this overrule. It
0: feels overruling. Mm. Well, they could be clever with it. They could do what they did with the Mandalorian where partway through season two, it's like, you need to go and find this Jedi. Mm. And then through all the rest of the season, it's like, who's it going to be? Yeah, what yeah, Jedi yeah. is it going to be? So they could do something like that where he just pops up at the end and has been looking for him. Or there's like a weird kind of, you know, they're kind of paths intertwine at some point mm. and they keep it fairly light. But I don't know if Ewan McGregor is in it as a big character, that's, I don't know. Maybe they're thinking along the lines of, and or the character is the weakest of the lineup.
1: Yeah, fair play. So they need something to weight it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nice. all right on that stool, I
0: guess? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit twisty-turny.
1: They get a little bit twisty-turny. Like I said, this is our first time together in the studio, you yeah, beautiful yeah. listener. And Gaz is he's up and down like a bride's nighty. I'm, I'm like lie. a little
0: kid. You know when you go out to a restaurant and the chair's really yeah. weird and you just, yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> you can lower it down <laughs> if you want, mate. Get your little feet on the floor. I'm liking it. I've got my little feet on the floor. I'm liking it. Good. Yeah, yeah. They are
1: difficult to sit on these stools sometimes. Mm. You need, like, those chairs behind you. Hmm. You just sit on them. Anyway, welcome to the inner workings of a podcast, everyone. Highly edited, of course, for quality production (laughs) value. Um, All right, well, look, to wrap that up, it feels like it's, like, I like that idea that Andor probably feels like the weakest of the, like, in complete honesty, whilst I'm interested in that, it is the weakest of them for me. Like it's the one that if we, someone was to say right, you know, which one are we getting rid of? That's the leg day of the TV series. Like, well, skip that one. You know, it's true, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, I'm the same.
1: Weird, weird, weird. Well, look, this is not the only thing that has come out this week uh, about Obi Wan Kenobi, in particular the the, the, the spin off, the Disney Plus series. Um, so, Game of Thrones. Uh, there's a star in Dera Vama. Who was in Game of Thrones. I've not seen Game of Thrones all the way through. I got really bored of it. Um, Have you seen it all the way through?
0: I've seen about a third of it and got bored.
1: Yeah, same thing. Got to like season, end of season two, season three. I was like, this is dull. Um, Sean Bean's not in anymore. Don't need to watch it if Sean Bean's not in it.
0: Just because the Yorkshireman's not in it anymore. Wow. It's like, don't want to watch it. Exactly. Uh,
1: Yeah. I only watched five things. Last of the Summer Wine. Um, (laughs) Just all five seasons of that. Heartbeat, really. No. I don't watch Is heartbeat. that not Yorkshire? No. Yeah, it is, but oh, it's, it is. it's North Yorkshire, so it's like posh stuff. Okay, you know, That's where all the brass is. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 We do the mining, they do the spending. So, listen, <laughs> Indira Vahama, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, because I know you're listening, Indira. Uh, she's been cast. She was in, in, in Game of Thrones. She's been cast in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Now, plot details, according to Deadline.com, who reported this, are uh, under wraps, of course. But we know Hayden Christensen's back. We know uh, we know obviously you and McGregor's back in everything it seems. <laughs> but this character is interesting to me. It it smacks of mass inspiration from the James Luceno Kenobi book. This idea that there's a strong female character that can kind of counter Obi Wan. Now this is massive assumption on my part, uh, but I thought that instantly when I saw the casting. I thought to myself, well, wait a second, obviously there needs to be a foil, a love interest. He's not a Jedi anymore, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. All right, Obi-Wan. But I don't know, this just for some reason, it just reminded me of the character in the Kenobi, you know, the the lady that runs the the cantina in that little kind of desolate little town. From the book. From the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It it strikes me as that kind of character. I know that's a massive assumption, but uh, strong actress, strong actor, you know, really, really, really kind of
0: well thought of in the industry. Any thoughts on this dude? dude you, yeah you read my mind on that one it was um when I saw the the actress the picture of her in the article that's how that character looked in my mind when I was reading the book so that would be a really good a really good shout for that and she is good she was in um she was in torture very briefly she was really good in that yeah yeah so she's a uh yeah she's a solid cast i think for that yeah. But I think she would suit that that character really well. That kind of sort of badass, you know, a bit of a, you know, a battle of the wits with Kenobi, not a pushover. Yeah, that that's kind a, of, yeah. the
1: strength behind that. Because, like, if you're a Jedi, you sort of get your own way. You know what I mean? Every time. Every time. Maybe she's, uh, like you said, maybe she's kind of that strong foil, but... That that Lucino book was great for that. Like that mm-hmm. character in that book was superb. Like she was strong enough to when they went out and fought the Create Dragon, like she wasn't the, the 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 shrinking violet. She was the right there in the fight and she was in the mix against uh, against the Sam people and it was it was all very um equal. Do you know what I mean? Without wanting to kind of downplay it or sit, oversimplify it. It was all very equal. Mm-hmm. And like what's fascinating with that is that Obi-Wan Kenobi has like had that with Satine in the past. That's that's something that's f- direct from the Clone Wars, that strong female counterpart. And then obviously a Ahsoka as well. But do you think this is going to be a love interest? Not Again, not to oversimplify it or be reductive about it, but is it just the standard, common, clear path to a love interest, do you think?
0: If It looks like it, without going into too much detail that we don't know about. But, yeah. It's a difficult one, man. Without George around anymore, he was like... No, the Jedi do this, and they don't do that, and you know different world now man, different world, so I would say, yeah, bit of a they're playing that card
1: yeah, bit of a love interest, but actually probably doing it in such a way that it's not it's not reductive of the character, it's not just a, a you know a love foil it's actually it, the, the character is well written well developed in there for a reason, yeah, defo, that makes sense, and I think that casting seems to uphold that you know you could have you could easily cast an unknown actress. And you could get an actor that has not really got. And I I don't mean again. I don't really know how to phrase this, but she, she's a a strong-looking person. Like she has character. She's got charisma. She delivers the strength that you can see when you see her in anything. She's got the the strength that you can. um, It's not your typical kind of small part. From what certainly the casting alludes to, it not being a small part. It's a strong place, you know, and and especially where you might find Obi-Wan, you know, this idea that he's struggling with the Anakin scenario, he's struggling with everything that's gone on. Like it's kind of perfectly set up for that, you know, someone that can really kind of not necessarily take care of him, but sort of say to him, look, I kind of over the course of a season figured out you're a Jedi, like put your fucking socks up, man. (laughs) You know, you can do, you're better than this, you're stronger than this. Like that feels to me like the kind of character that would fit into that as opposed to a, oh, wonderful Jedi handsome man. You know what I mean? Well, no one wants to see
0: that crap anymore. No, that wouldn't that wouldn't go down well either. That wouldn't go down well. Like Star Wars these days is very much a, it's, it's defo like a, you know, the future is female mm. for Star Wars. and yeah. It has been for a few years now. So if you just had some sort of shrinking violet that was like, oh yeah, look at you, Mr. Kenobi. Oh my God, show me your lightsaber again. You know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. That's not going to cut on too well, so.
1: Oh, welcome to the Chubby Brown gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Well, look, I'm curious about that. And I think it's really interesting casting. I think it's always good to see um it's always good to see strong actors casting those roles. You know, people that can really I know this sounds really <laughs> almost a little bit uh what's the word? Like a little bit kind of mean to some of the other actors that have been in Star Wars, but it's nice to see people that can act in there. Not, <laughs> not naming any names, you know what I mean? But nice to see people that have got acting chops. Like when they cast Rosario Dawson, it could have been anyone under that makeup. It didn't matter. But it's someone that has got acting chops, you know, and they've got depth and they can actually add to it. So that's fascinating from a Star Wars perspective because Star Wars often doesn't need that to get away with being Star Wars. It needs it to stand up in today's day and age and it needs it to still be high quality stuff. But to get away with Star Wars, you can kind of you can kind of just get away with anything, you know, realistically it will to, to pass a star Wars film. You don't have to cast the Tom cruisers and you know, the Rosario Dawson's you can sort of put anyone under the suits and under the masks. Do you,
0: do you know what I mean? I read you. I read you know what I'm you. saying. Yeah. So it's good. It's good that they've got somebody that can, yeah. Like you said, they've got the acting chops that can carry, carry the performance to an honest level.
1: That's it. Yeah. Honest level. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, that is from one hopefully strong female character to another female of strength behind the scenes in Star Wars. George Lucas, apparently, according to sfgate.com, never won an Oscar. But his good lady, his first wife, Marcia, which is a badass name. I like Marcia, it's a good strong name. It's like Marcia. Don't want to come up against Marcia, she'll have me. I did not know this. She picked up the best editing Oscar in 1978 for uh, A New Hope. I did not realise that. I know she did um, some work on the, the whole Death Star trench scene, but I didn't realise she actually got the Oscar for that. Um, so SFGate have put a, a, a really interesting, it's sort of an op-ed or a bit of a, not an expose, but just a, a bit of commentary on on the work that, that Marcia did um to just help star wars narratively i mean i think we can all agree that whilst george lucas has got wonderful ideas narratively is not the strongest uh tool in the box but there's just it's just a really interesting nice little article we've got some quotes in there from mark hamill about how great she was on set and um just how warm she was and receptive she was to ideas but um it's just a fascinating kind of i don't want to say an expose but just a nice reflection on what marcia did for star wars um so, I mean, what's your experience with this? I didn't know about that Oscar. Is that something that you are completely, you know, are you all fair with that? Are you up to date with that? What's the sitch?
0: Yeah, that's that's because um, I've probably seen every documentary. Yeah. About the, the the original trilogy stuff. Um, But not many people do know that. A lot of people think, because there was two guys that tag team on the overall edit. Mm. Can't remember their names. And uh, they won Oscars for it as well. Right. And it was like, like their second gig in the industry, end up winning an Oscar. No like, way. Straight out the gate. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it's really good that, cause my, my view on the, the original Star Wars stuff, when George Lucas was making that, was that although he's billed as the, as the creator, quote unquote, and you know, he's the man and he is without a doubt, but Star Wars would absolutely, and I'm preaching to the, i um, everyone knows but star wars wouldn't be what it is without some key players mm-hmm. in those early years people like john williams ralph Macquarie, mm. you know fields you know all these you know the early model makers and those those editing guys at the end they took basically what was a a, a rushed low budget b movie essentially and turned it into this amazing mm. thing that we see so the fact that that's still being recognized now like super important because a lot of people will bill it as George Lucas did this, this this, you know, like I said, it's all well and good. Everything came out of his brain, but, um, yeah, those other people can't be ignored for sure.
1: It's fascinating stuff like this because it really is a, um, an interesting perspective to see how many key players there are in any given film franchise. And Star Wars obviously be one of the biggest on the planet ever. it, it it's always interesting to me that one person or two people get the billing, you know, it's the Lucas, it's the Spielberg or it's the star. It is, you know, it's back to the Tom Cruise and you know, that it's always these powerful, um, blokes. Usually it usually is just guys that are just so overwhelmingly credited. And that, you know, we talked about it just a second ago, the future of star Wars is female. The, um, you know, George Lucas chose Kathleen Kennedy as, as his, his successor for all the work they did together. Uh, romance in the stone, one of the big ones. And it, what, what's fascinating to me is that, so you've got all, you've got this Star Wars fandom and this is a risk of going down a rabbit hole that is, is potentially a pain in the ass to go down, but let's, you know, screw it. You've got the Star Wars fandom, you know, you've got your people online that seemingly just want to bash People like Kathleen Kennedy and Kelly Marie Tran and even Daisy Ridley to a degree for the whole Mary Sue thing. Like It's not her freaking fault, you know? And then at the same time, they don't mention any of this stuff. The fact that Marcia was there and other people, key people, male or female, were, att- were, were, were absolutely directly attributable to the success of Star Wars, you know? So the thing that they've become so protective about, these weird kind of toxic fans, the, the thing that allows them to then st- start to slate the Kathleen Kennedy's of the world, it's sort of a, well, wait a say? did he forget about all this stuff? Or do you choose to ignore it? Or is it because it's from a different time that you think it's not valid? Like what the like what the hell is wrong with you sort of scenario? Um, do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's, it's weird because imagine someone coming out on YouTube, you know, people that just, we know the people, that come out and they're just constantly barraging these people. Imagine if they just did a video, it was like, yeah, well, Marcia actually wasn't that good when you look
0: behind it. You know what I mean they just wouldn't do it, would they you know what I'm saying yeah, I think I read it it's like um it's like people have a certain level of respect for um creators behind the scenes but then when it when you fast forward in time and you look at what's happening now it's like yeah because these people are more involved in the sort of outward facing uh what's the what's the phrase people like Kathleen Kennedy and these other female people it's like they're more They've put themselves out there. They've made themselves the face of certain little parts of Star Wars. The Kathleen covers would be in the biggest one. But back then, if you mention that name, um, it's like who? She was the editor on what? She did what? You know, so there's not, that back then there wasn't that, um, I guess she just was, she didn't care. It's like she had a job to do. She was hired to do a job and that was it, job done. Where's my money? See you later. Whereas now it's like, yeah, it's like it's just this barrage of stuff, and that's because they've put themselves in that position, haven't they? They're not just this kind of behind-the-scenes person that was pivotal to the success. It was just, yeah, I'm doing this thing with Star Wars, and I want to shout about it on Instagram and everything. So it just invites like YouTubers that we know of, that you know they'll just be after it. Yeah,
1: no need to doom
0: anyone. Doom, Do me, doom me. Oh, do me and uh, zero. Do me and zero. They should tag team. They should just merge their two YouTube channels together. What would they call it? Zero cock. Zero cock. (laughs) It's like you're both doing the same thing on YouTube. You're both ranting around the same stuff. In it. Just team up, man. Split the revenue. Here's the top three reasons that Mark Hamill regrets choosing the Luke Skywalker role. (laughs)
1: Number one, he had to grow his hair. Number two, he had to wear pajamas. Number three, as we know, sand gets everywhere. It does subscribe and like <laughs> <laughs> what is that all about right remember guys if you've got views on any of this stuff hit us up on the twitter the gram or the facey b just search for spark of rebellion let us know over there what you have been up to in the world of star wars and if you want to get involved if you want to support the show if you want to get some behind the scenes access and some sweet merch with new stickers to come you can do so at patreon.com slash spark of rebellion now gaz Litchfield. One of, I mean, one of my top three places, Litchfield. You've got Winersh. You've got your Bracknell and Litchfield. All right. That's up there for me. And it turns out the Jowers also really like Litchfield. Now, if you're not familiar, you beautiful people with Litchfield, uh, it's in Staffordshire. Do you know, it used to be in a band called Big Wednesday in, in Staffordshire. Uh, what are you frowning at? It is in Staffordshire. Okay. What are you doing that for? Like it's
0: not. Well, It says Staffs. Oh, right, okay. What did you think? I just didn't think it was in Staffordshire. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I I, (laughs) I was like, am I reading that wrong? I had no basis to back up my my thought there. Other than your geography knowledge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my knowledge of Great Britain says that it's actually not. It's in hearts. (laughs) Well, apparently, according to this article, it's in Staffordshire. And there's a little place called Burntwood, and uh, a jower has been appearing. A jower. Okay. However... The plot thickens. So imagine you're a jawer, You're going about your business. You're thinking to yourself, right, I'm not that bothered about Tatooine anymore. I'm going to move to Litchfield. So <laughs> you park up. In your sand crawler. In your sand crawler. Yeah. Bit of annoyance for the for the people. out, But they'll get used to it. It's all right, you know. You're thinking to yourself, right, I'm going to get out. Going to snap a couple of pictures. I'm send it off to the parents back on Tatooine. So I'm going to go down the Burntwood sign, get a picture of me in front of the Burntwood sign, Stick it on Facebook, tag the parents. They'll love it. They'll see that I'm doing all right. This is my new house, right? Get a bit of press locally. You think yourself this is all right. It could maybe make a personality. And then a lookalike turns up. Someone else. And it's not a real jawa. It's someone dressed as a jawa. Well, this has all been going on in Litchfield. So there's been a jawa... They think it's a prankster, right? This is according to The Sun. They say it's a prankster. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's a real jower. So there's a prankster, quote unquote, dressed as a jower, going around taking pictures in Litchfield. And someone's only gone on raining on his parade by dressing up as a jower and pretending to be the original prankster jower. So the original jower, he's kicking off. He is kicking off, right? What he's done. To get around this, he's on his posts, and I'd do the same, I'd be annoyed. On his posts, quote-unquote, the stunned Joker was forced to feature a sign in his online post, insisting, I am the real Burntwood Jower. <laughs> and then one local quipped, according to the sun.co.uk, it's mad, you wait all this time for one Jower, and then two come along at once. <laughs> <laughs> the first one must have been gobsmacked when he discovered someone had discovered their exact costume. I mean, come on, come, on, come up with your own photo prank at least. It's not like people aren't short on thinking time to come up with ideas at the moment. No, no, no. In one more bizarre twist. Oh, it gets better, does it? The plot thickens. (laughs) One of the Jawas, and we don't know which, is it the original or the imposter, has now claimed to have hidden many more Jawa costumes throughout Burntwood in Litchfield, Staffordshire, UK, promising... Many jowers coming soon. But out as a mark of the respect, he's anti-backed them all because of COVID.
0: <laughs> Amazing. What the hell is going on? So let me just get this straight. Just to make sure I'm following you. There is a real jower. Yep. Let's just say there's a real jower yep. in Burntfield. Burntwood. Burntwood, Burntwood, Burntwood. in Litchfield. Which I thought was in Essex. It's not in Essex. Top <laughs> job. Burntwood. Burntwood? Burntwood? Burnwood, Burnwood in Lichfield, in Staffs. In Staffordshire. Staffs. There's a dude, or a, or a, let's just, a man or a woman could be a dude, let's just leave it there. There's a dude mm-hmm. that's dressed up as a Jawa from Star Wars, mm-hmm. and is going around taking pictures as well. Mm-hmm. The real Jawa mm-hmm. has now gone online to say, I am the real thing. Yeah, that's not me. That, that, that picture you saw is an imposter. Mm-hmm. The imposter has left some other costumes knocking about. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it just says the Joker. The Joker, oh, right. So it might be the original one, but that's implying that's not a real Jawa. Like, it's not a prank, this is just me doing some tourism, which would be against lockdown rules, mm. unless he's travelling for exercise. Once a day. Yeah. Got to be
0: careful. Which it might be, in all fairness. Well, Jawas need to walk too. So uh, the biggest question is, how do we determine the authenticity, the authenticness how do we determine how authentically real <laughs> Good, good save. The, the Jawa is? Well, I mean, there's one way of doing
1: it. And just looking at these pictures on the sun, one of them's six foot three. That, that's probably the imposter one. I think he might be the imposter because the other one looks like he's four foot seven, mm. unless it's a big sign. That's still tall for a Jawa. It is tall for a Jawa, but you don't know how gravity on earth affects him. They're from Tatooine, dude. You know, Luke's only small. I don't know.
0: Well, I guess the other thing to raise as well is, and it's the bigger. I think this is the biggest question out of everything is, who cares? <laughs> who who cares enough to warrant making this a, a national newspaper article? The Sun. The su- Okay. You, you did to say that. There yeah. we go. Yeah. And
1: that might be why. Now, there is someone else that takes it quite seriously, which is Gareth Meeson, 18, who saw it. This is reading verbatim from The Sun. Uh, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, but I didn't approach him and I stayed in the car just in case he did anything stupid, (laughs) like try to sell me a broken droid. Oh. I wasn't scared, said Gareth. I've never heard of him before. (laughs) We've never seen Star Wars and I didn't know what it was. I've never seen anything like it before. That's why I was sceptical about it. I think it's funny and just someone having fun and having a laugh and a joke. And that, Gareth, is the right attitude. It's just a bit of bans. It's a bit of bans. The sun's kicked this up, uh, not into a storm, but... What the sun does do, which uh, I'm certainly thankful for, is it says if you have a story, you can call the sun news desk.
0: (laughs) Uh, Or just a story in general, or a story about Jowers. Here's a story for you. Here's one. (laughs) How long you got? (laughs) (laughs) Bumped into this Jower once. (laughs) I thought to myself, wait a minute, he's six foot three. He can't be a real Jower. Turns
1: out he's the imposter. The real Jawa came around later and said, take that picture down. That's not me. Or just
0: get rid of the tag and at least admit that's a costume. Admits it. <laughs> Admits it. So <laughs> this is amazing, dude. I, in one way, it's great that something ridiculous as this is in the spotlight in some some sort of national press. It's amazing. Isn't it just? And I think we need it in these times. Uh, I'm just wondering what's, what's going to come off the back of this. <laughs> yeah. Are there going to be like these little towns dotted around and they're going to have these... You know, random It's a bit like the. Um, remember a couple of months ago there was that big monolith. Oh yeah, 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 metal block that just appeared. Yeah, and then it just disappeared, and that was it. it was yeah. like open and shut case. We might see some more. Uh, see <laughs> some more jowers up in Edinburgh. Yeah, which is in Scotland, Lincolnshire. Gotcha.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. No, the other other, other Edinburgh. So oh right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a funny one. It's nice, nice to see a bit of levity in these times, and uh, it's, it's, it's just hilarious that the one guy's like. That's not me. You know what I mean? Can you imagine being, so you were thinking to yourself, I'm in Burntwood, Litchfield, Staffordshire. probably Staffordshire, not Essex, probably a smallish place. I don't know, but probably a smallish place. You do absolutely think that you are the only Jawa prankster. And then when that guy turns it, you're just like, are you, are you having a laugh? He chooses this town this week with this costume. Leave it out, mate. Like, you must be gutted. Because he do not want to reveal himself. Not reveal himself as a Jawa, but you know what I'm saying? He does not want to come out and say, this is me. I'm the real I He do not want to put his name to that thing, surely. Because then people at Boris would be like, that does not look like exercise to me. And then, he, you know, he's probably going to get fined. All I'm saying is rock a hard place.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's probably the talk of the town. Oh, yeah. You know, like when, when I was growing up, <laughs> my mum, bless her, whenever you wanted anything, she, her... Her answer was always the same. You want to go to the market for that indoor market? Yeah. You'll find one of them indoor. Very good. Uh, it's I probably like it. that in uh, in in uh, <laughs> in Burnwood. It's like we need to get a new uh, a new power power drill. Go and see Jerry the Jower. He's probably got one on Sandcrawler, right? On Sandcrawler, right? Mm. Go and do that. And now, what do they do now? Can't. Well, do we see Jerry or do we go and see the other shower? What do we do?
1: This is it, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, it is. It's, it is like getting the Hoover fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go get your bag. Go get your Henry bag. It is. It's true. We used to do the same, actually. and That's why I was laughing, like the indoor market and the outdoor market. My mum used to just do all that. It was like, Okay, got to get, get your shoes from the market. Which one? Outdoor market.
0: Him upstairs. It's cheaper. Like, oh, all right. And we'll get some meat off van as well.
1: Yeah, get some meat, meat off the van. <laughs> Yeah. There used to be a guy, I don't, I don't know if you, did you ever have this? There was a guy that used to come round our street called the Hawker and used to hawk goods. So he was basically a guy come round in a van and he'd stop at the top of the street and at the bottom of the street and just sell stuff from his van, a mobile store, like in the 80s. Was that a thing or was that literally just my street?
0: That was a thing. Was it really? But I don't remember it being called a hawker.
1: Well, I only hawker. just recently realised that hawker is like hawking goods. I just thought it was like orca as in, uh, right, right, like, uh, I thought like a whale or something.
0: There was a dude that sold videos. <laughs> what, from Tenerife? <laughs> <laughs> like VHS tapes, which I'm sure were robbed from like a video shop. That's what they were called back in the day. <laughs> let's rent a, vi- let's rent, a, rent a video from the video shop. Yeah, from Video a, Man. Yeah, so I'm sure there was a dude that like turned over a, a local video shop and then sold them out of his yeah, car. Yeah, that sounds right. One of them was probably Star Wars. So thumbs up. I love that. It used to be
1: like when you were at school, like, kids would come back from Lanzarote. I never went on any abroad holidays as a kid. So in school holidays, it'd be like... What's he what's he come back with? And there's always one guy that's come back, one kid. Yeah, I watched Predator. Oh did you? It's not out. Got it from got it from Lanzarote. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh god. And then it got escalated to the point that in secondary school there were guys actually in my class pirating stuff. Yeah. So it was like, uh, how do you do that then? Got two videos. Play it on one, record it on another. What? Yeah, I got a blockbuster. Clear view. Rent Congo nineteen ninety eight Michael Christian or whatever it is, <laughs> nineteen ninety-four maybe. And uh I'll just copy it for you. Like but I don't even want Congo, but it's all right, it's free. That was a thing, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah, it's free. I'll take it. Oh my word. Yeah. Different times, man. Back in the day. We got to that from a jower on the Sun, by the way. <laughs> on the Sun website. <laughs> Oh bloody random. All right, listen up. We've got one more little tale and it's just a nice little what if. You know that uh, Marvel do these what if scenarios. They're doing now uh, the TV versions of it. Aren't they? They're doing, uh, you know, the what if over on Disney Plus. Um so Star Wars Tales 15 that came out uh, Back in 2003, I've never read this, never even heard of it. Um, Oh, sorry. Actually, not unlike, it says. Not unlike, according to Screen Run. um, Marvel's What If. So it's basically kind of an alternate What If Luke met Anakin and they were both kids. So it's Luke gets stuck in a sandstorm, recognises a figure, it's Anakin. You know, it kind of implies that they've both got these latent force powers. Like, that's it. Like, it's not an amazing tale, and it's not, you know, it doesn't seem, I mean, I've never read it, but it doesn't seem to be that good. It's one of those kind of cute, oh, look, that, those two are related, mm, that would never, you know, nar- narratively just doesn't make any sense, but it's, you know, it's one of those nice little tales that you just read while you're chilling out. Have you read this? It was in the news
0: this week, just because it, people are just surfacing it again, but I don't know if you've read this, dude, because I have not. No, dude, I've not read this, and I don't think I will. I think it's a fun little thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry. It's a, it's a fun little thing, isn't it? It's a cool little. It like it does exactly what it says on the tin, which is great. It's one of those cool little, you know what if. Yeah. But where can you go with that though? Cuz that's just a thought process that someone's had in their mind, that's in it. the shower. It's like what if Anakin bumped into Luke like narratively that could never happen. They can't exist in that time. Yeah. But what if that what would that would be really cool. And then he's in a meeting later. So we need this idea for, for you know, something. We, oh, God. Uh, what if... We'll run with that. Got it. We've got nothing else on, so <laughs> you're in charge of that one. Great. It's, it, do you know what I mean? It just seemed yeah. like a real sort of shower thought, but someone's just turned it into a comic. And now yeah. thousands of people have bought it, so fair play.
1: There's loads of them, in there? Like through Marvel and through DC and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, what if Bruce met his parents? You're like, all right, cool. You know, nice little Elseworlds sort of tale. But hey, do you know what? I, and this is like really not the way to enjoy fun media. If I read that story and got halfway through and realised what was going on, I'd be annoyed because I'd be like, well, this is just, this doesn't count. So what's the point in reading it? Like, it's not going to further my enjoyment or knowledge because I've not, like, it just doesn't matter. Like you said, narratively. I would be annoyed if I came across a story. I used to do it when I was reading DC. And it'd be like, oh, there's a standalone story about Robin at school. I don't want to read that. Who cares? <laughs> and it's not till afterwards. That you're like, you're oh, I, f- I wish I'd known about that. You know, it's, it feels like one of them to me. And that is not the way to enjoy stuff at all.
0: What'd be cool is like if Luke was in if Luke was having a bit of a, a throwdown. Like it's go time with some Jawas or whatever, Sam people. Whatever it is. It's what it's go time. And uh he's getting his ass kicked and then like a vision appears out of somewhere, force vision. He doesn't know yet that, what the force is, but he's had this vision and it's his character. And it turns out he's like, get up, get up, fight back, and he wins the fight. Later on, he's like, Yoda. That was a dude in this vision. Oh, that was your dad, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Helped yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a nice little link, little within the force kind of well, thing. Well,
1: that's it. You can kind of imply, can't you? Like, well, that was a force thing. Yeah, yeah. And what would be cool is if it was like, you know, he was if he was Vader at that time as well and still alive. You know what I mean? I'm guessing that's what you were implying with that one. Like, yeah, 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 not, yeah. so he wasn't dead, he's like, he's alive. And he's like, wait a sec, he shouldn't be doing that because he's a bad guy at this point. He doesn't, like, that's quite interesting because then it opens up the what's gone on there. Hell yeah. Right, Marvel, listen up. We're available for hire. If you can afford us and if you can find us, you two can hire. Need to think of a name for that.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, well, answers on a postcard.
1: Yeah, yeah. not the A team that's taken. Mm Hmm. Alright, it's time to wrap up guys It is, it is. well thank you so much We've been uh, in the studio, we've been enjoying this It's been fun, it's the first time we've recorded face to face You know, albeit socially distanced So thank you for joining us It's always a pleasure, he's air drumming again Oh, he's not, what are you doing, you're dancing What is that? <laughs> he started off as like finger dancing And then moved into like an air drum Alright, okay, 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 either way He's got the vibes going on Disco vibes <laughs> This is why we do it <laughs> remotely, everyone. All right, listen, thank you. This has been awesome. It's been a lot of fun doing this in person. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for letting us ramble on about Star Wars news. And thank you, as always, just for tuning in. You can find the podcast in any podcast app of your choosing. And you can also go to sparkrebellion.com/slash listen to choose the app that you want to listen in if you're new to podcasts. He's doing airbase now. Slap it a bass. <laughs> That's good technique, actually. Well, I need to put that in going too far people it's going too far should have live streamed it <laughs> <laughs> hit us up on the socials if you need anything at all search for Spark Rebellion and of course we'll see you next week we'll probably be back to live streaming next week because we'll be back remote so we just didn't have quite enough room to social distance um, and live stream as well so we will see you next week thank you for joining us and as always guys it's been a pleasure what are you do doing that's
0: more airbase. bass well oh. yeah yeah, it's been cool, dude. <laughs> really good to uh, jump in the studio. Our uh, first time, as Mark said, face to face. All good. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. We will see you next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. Stay safe and healthy. And may the Force be with you always.